Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, is there anybody that's thankful for the name above all names, King Jesus? Come on, can we give them 10 seconds of some praise on Easter Sunday? Come on, is anybody thankful for Jesus? There is no rival. There is no equal. Come on, give it up for King Jesus in this place today. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Man, come on. Let's have some church today. I want to just specifically give some people a shout out. I'm going to look at that camera right now because that's really what they're looking at because they're in overflow on the other side of this wall. So come on, church in the room. Can we just say hi to everybody on the other side of the wall in overflow? Man, glad you're here. So thankful for you, man. Today's going to be a great day. We had nine people in the first service just say yes to a relationship with Jesus. So come on. Today's going to be a good day. Once you tap your neighbor, say today's going to be a good day. Good, good, good. Well, while you're standing, we do it every week. I want to just take a time just in honor of God's word. If you're able to, would you mind standing to your feet? We're going to read God's word together. It's Resurrection Sunday. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to John chapter 20. That's where we're going to be today. We're going to look at that. We're going to look over a few weeks of, or a few different things that are happening after the resurrection. But we're going to be in John chapter 20. And if you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. ready. Come on, that was half of you. I said, if you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. Good, good, good. Here's what it says, verse 1. It says, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark outside, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple. Just a little cliff note, the other disciple is John, the dude that's writing this passage right here, all right? So he's writing the book of John. This is John. He's the other disciple. Everybody good with that? Everybody got it? Watch what he said. I love the humor of the Bible. Watch how the Holy Spirit allows John to put some stuff like this in there. It's so cool. Watch what he says. Uh, Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. Come on, somebody. Right? It's like having a favorite son, a favorite kid. You know what I'm saying? The one whom Jesus loved. And then Mary said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. And Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. Watch what it says. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter. Come on, somebody. I like it. You need to read your Bible. There's some good stuff in there, right? Outran Peter and reached the tomb first. I like that the Holy Spirit let John put that in the gospel right there. I love that so much. And got to the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived about five minutes late. Come on, somebody. And went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in. I love this next line right here. I love that he put it in there. He saw and he believed. I like that so much, that he saw and he believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scripture that said Jesus must rise from the dead. 
and then they went home. And so I just love this passage of Scripture. We're going to look at it in a couple of different ways and even extend past it today. But I believe the Lord is going to speak to you. And I'm going to title today's message that He just keeps showing up, right? Tap your neighbor and say, He just keeps showing up. He just keeps showing up. Just keeps showing up. Well, come on, once you stretch your hands towards heaven and let's pray together. God, we love you. Jesus, we welcome you in this place. Thank you that you're the name that's above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, things have to bow. That depression has to bow. That cancer has to bow. That diabetes has to bow. That health issues have to bow. That mental issues have to bow. That our sin can no longer, like that Jesus, you gave your life for us. And Jesus, you gave your life to save us from our sin. That Jesus, that name is so powerful. And we're going to celebrate that in this place today. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. One more time. Can we give Jesus a big ovation of worship all over this house? Cool, cool, cool. And if you can find a seat, go ahead and have a seat. But tap your neighbor and say, man, you looked and sound so good at church today. Come on, somebody. Look and sound so good at church today. Look and sound so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, man, I'm so thankful that you're here. Um, uh, again, you could be anywhere else, and I'm just so glad that you're here. So if y'all mind, uh, that card that, that AB and I talked about a little while ago, do y'all mind grabbing that card again? That's your card. I want you to wave it around in the air like you just do care. Come on, somebody. Wave it around. Come on. If you don't have a card, there's some cards. Help our, our, our family up here that got some, got some uh, extra seats. They're underneath the seat in the front row, just so you know. But that is your card. I want, to, I want you to take it. Just, if, you don't, if you don't do anything else today, I, I would love, first of all, that you would just fill out that card. Again, that is a like a guaranteed, like worry-free card. We're not going to show up at your house today. We're not going to bring you cookies, even though that'd be great. Like, we're not going to do that. Uh, we just want to just reach out to you and just say, hey, we're so glad that you're here. I'm not going to call you. not going to, you know, blow your phone up at night. Like, not going to happen. But we just want some information from you, knowing that you're here. And on the back side of that card, if you don't mind flipping that card over, and uh, we're going to do a uh, series this fall called Let's Talk About Blank. And so I'm going to ask uh, your help. Because again, I just thought, okay, we got everybody at church on the same day. Come on, let's ask what everybody is uh, dealing with or what they would like to know more messages about or hear what the Bible has to say. And so this fall, we're going to do a series, and you're going to help kind of write where that series goes. Uh, and again, I, I, you're probably like, well, isn't that your job, Dustin? You should probably be doing that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yes, we're going to do that. But I love how Jesus also did this, right? That Jesus literally would answer questions. That's what he did. He would take questions from the crowd or whatever, and he would tell a story based off of that. And so a lot of the parables that Jesus used, that's what would happen. And so I would just love it for your help if you don't mind doing that, uh, filling that out. And then we'll get to the bottom survey that's down there at the bottom at the end of today. But I'm just so excited that you're here. I'll just tell you, we've been praying for you for months. We've been preparing for you to be here. And uh, man, today you're here. And I'm just so thankful for you. Why don't you tap your neighbor and say, you made it. You made it. You made it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm, I'm just so glad that you're here. And again, uh, he just keeps showing up. I got a question. I like asking a question and getting everybody on the same page when we begin. Um, has anybody ever had like one of those stray dogs that would show up at your house and all of a sudden he becomes your dog? Come on, somebody. Anybody ever had that before? 
Come on. Anybody, come on, wave at me if that's you. You, you know, he just keeps showing up. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like, okay, it wasn't your dog at first. Next thing you know, like, he's just showing up at your house, and you feel bad because he's giving you those puppy dog eyes. Come on, somebody. Next thing you know, you got to, like, give him some food, some water, all of that. And uh, it just happens. A dude just keeps showing up, right? Little, little puppy keeps showing up. We got some cats at our house right now. I'm not a cat guy. Where are my cat people at in the room? Come on, wave at me. Lord, help you. We're going to pray for you today. I'm just kidding. I love you so much. I'm so, but that cat, if it was bigger than you, it would eat you. Trust me, okay? Like it would. So, so like the, this cat, these cats have been hanging around our house. And I, I mean, again, I'm not a big cat guy, but these things just keep showing up probably because we leave like Cheetos outside. Come on, somebody, right? And uh, man, these cats just keep showing up. Anybody got a friend just keeps showing up. Come on, right? You feel like you got to feed them. You got to water them. You got to do whatever. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. You got a friend that's like that? All right, all right, all right. So I think all of us can understand about this idea, man, that thing just keeps showing up. That, that cat or dog or that friend, whatever, that family member just keeps showing up. I think a lot of times it can have a negative kind of connotation with it, but here's the thing. Uh, even I played sports growing up, and if you're ever going through like a slump season, right, where you, you, know, you, you weren't shooting the ball very good or you weren't hitting the ball very well, what our coaches always told us, they say, hey, you know what you got to do? You just got to keep showing up. You got to show up again tomorrow. You got to keep showing up. And I can't help but think about this idea that Jesus just keeps showing up. That what happens is, and what we see in the resurrection story, and even after the resurrection story that we just read, that Jesus can't help it but just show up. And so we've been in a series the last couple weeks called WWJD, just like the bracelets, what would Jesus do? And so what we were doing, we were looking at the last six days, really, or the last, I mean, week and a half of Jesus' life, really. And so again, what we began to look at was like Saturday and Sunday, uh, the week before Jesus was to go to the cross, and then we looked at sun, or Monday and Tuesday together, then we looked at Wednesday together, and then we looked at Thursday. Last Sunday, we talked about Friday, and the fact is that Jesus went to the cross on Friday, and how could that be a good Friday, right? How could it be a good, it's only good because we know Sunday is coming, because we know Sunday is here. And here's the thing. The pain of Friday happened. Saturday, it seemed silent, but the promise happened on Sunday. And I don't know about you, but there's some times in my own life where I feel like, you know what? I'm going through a lot of pain, God. Where's the promise at? Come on, somebody, right? Like, I'm going through a lot of stuff in my life. I'm walking through different challenges and different seasons. Like, where are you, God? And I think sometimes what happens is there's always this gap between the pain and the promise. There's always this gap between the bad news of Friday and the good news of Sunday morning, right? And I think sometimes, again, how many of us in the room like good news? Come on, I think all of us like good news. I think all of us can agree, I love having some good news. But how many of us know that if you ever thought, stop to think about it for a second, that literally if you never had any bad news, how would you and I ever fully appreciate the good news, Right? That's kind of what I got to think. Okay, okay, hey, good news is good, but how many of us know it's even better when we know the bad news, right? Right, here's the deal, like good news, like God, we, it's good news to know that God is a healer, but how many of us know it's better, it's even better news to, to know that God is a healer when you're sick, right? It's good news to know that God is a provider. It's even better news when you're broke and you're out of all options, right? 
Like, it's good news to know that God is a protector. It's even better news when you feel like you're being attacked from all different sides and all different angles, right? It's good news to know that God is your strength, but it's even better news when the fact is that you don't even have enough strength to get out of your bed in the morning, right? It's good news to know that God is a forgiver, but it's even better news to know that when we recognize that you and I are sinners and we could do nothing to earn it and that we are in need of forgiveness, that's even better news. Come on, somebody, right? It's good news to know that Jesus is the resurrection in life. It's even better news when we realize the bad news tells us that we are dead in our sin and there's nothing that we can do. It's good news to know that God promised never to leave us nor forsake us, but it's even better news when you're feeling like you're lost, hurting, broken, doubting, feeling like giving up. Is there anybody in here at church on a Sunday morning thankful for the good news of the gospel that we serve a risen Savior that no matter what you're walking through, come on somebody, he just keeps showing up. He just keeps showing up. I love that so much. And again, we see that and we read that right here in John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. We see Jesus, hey, y'all, he ain't in there, right? Hashtag he ain't in the grave. He's not in there anymore. And what we find is these 10 verses that John kind of unpacks the resurrection story, okay? But what I want to kind of just kind of go even further past even resurrection morning, I want to take us to the fact that not only did Jesus get out of the grave, but he began to show up once he got up. Come on, somebody. Like, he began to show up once he got out of the grave. And I want to show us today a a few things that Jesus would show up to people and people that you probably would never even recognize. You probably would never think that he would do that once he got up from the grave. So again, I, I think what this does, though, is this communicates the heart of our God, right? This is not something new to Jesus. Like, Jesus had been doing it for 33 years up until this point, showing up, interacting with people loving people, reaching people, and here's the deal. He just couldn't help himself, and he had to show up once he rose up from the dead. And I just came to remind somebody today at our 930 service on Easter Sunday morning that God is still showing up today, that he's still making appearances today, and he wants to make himself known to you today. That's what he wants to do. So I got to thinking about that, got to thinking about, okay, hey, if I was dead, Right? Just think about it for just a second. If you were dead and, and everybody thought you had, had passed away and you weren't coming back, but you happened to come back, come on, how many of us think about, think about this really quick? Who would you show up to? Like, who would be the first couple people that you would show up to? So think about that for just a second. I, I'm going to tell you, if I was Jesus, which let me clarify, I am not, okay? Let me just go ahead and clarify together. I am not Jesus, but if I was, I probably would show up to a couple different people. Y'all want to hear who they are? Here they go. So the very, I'm a family guy. It's so like I like I like my family a whole bunch. I'd have probably shown up to my family and been like, yo, everybody, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Mama, I know you was at the cross. I know you was down there crying, but guess what? Your baby boy, he's good, all right? That's probably what I would have started, right? Start with my family. Uh, if I was Jesus, I probably showed up at church. Come on, somebody, right? I'd have probably showed up at the Pharisees' house or the Sadducees' house, those dudes that try to just, just lie about me, and I'd probably go like this, I'm back, right? <laughs> That's probably what I would have done if I was Jesus, okay? Um, I, I might have showed up to Pilate's house, right? Pilate was the one that sentenced Jesus to death. And guess what happened? Like, he didn't listen to his wife the whole time. And if I was Jesus, I'd have showed up and I'd have said, bro, you should have listened to your wife. You know what I'm saying? That's for another sermon on another day. But fellas, listen to your wives. You're welcome, ladies. All right, good. Okay, so, so again, that's, that's probably what I would have done. 
right? That's who I would have, I would have showed up to first. And, and again, but I want to show you a couple interactions that happen after Jesus is risen from the dead of people that he shows up to that are the most unlikely people, I feel like. And so I, I don't know where you may find yourself today. I don't know what you walk in this room with. I don't know what you walk in this place carrying. But I just want to let you know that Jesus keeps showing up even right in the middle of it. The first thing I want to tell you about is he keeps showing up even in the middle of our hurt. Once you write that down, even in the middle of our hurt. And what we're going to do is we're just going to take John chapter 20 and John chapter 21. We're going to walk down through some verses together and just kind of just go through it together. Everybody good with that? About four of you. I said, everybody good with that? All right, good, good. So we're going to do that. The very first thing we want to talk about, though, is that he keeps showing up even in the middle of our hurt. John chapter 20, we just read 1 through 10. So John spends 10 verses talking about the actual event of the resurrection, but he spends the next 45 verses over the next two chapters talking about the things and the people that Jesus would appear to. So again, let's put some weight behind that. Let's talk about that for a second. So the very first thing that happens, it happens in verse 11. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. All right, good. It says, Mary was standing. This is not Mary, his mom. This is Mary Magdalene. She was standing outside the tomb crying. Watch what it says. And as she wept, she stooped and she looked in. And she saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus was lying. And dear woman, watch what the angel asked her. Dear woman, why are you crying? And I want to just share something with somebody that's walked in this place carrying a heavy burden and a heavy load today. You know what I want to tell you, what I encourage you to, I want you to know, is the fact that even when you're hurting, heaven notices. That even when you're walking through pain, heaven takes notice of that. So watch what we see what happens. Because they've taken my Lord away, she said. I'm crying because they've taken him away and I don't know where they put him. And watch what it says. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus. You know why? Because he just keeps showing up. Come on, somebody, right? Just keeps showing up. But she didn't recognize him. What I find so incredible, what I find so uh, encouraging, what I find, and I want to share with you guys today, that the very first person that Jesus showed up to after the resurrection wasn't the disciples. He didn't go to church. He didn't go to Pharisees or the Sadducees or his mom's house or the pilot. Or the pilot. He, you know what he would have gone? He went to somebody and he showed up to somebody who was hurting. He showed up to somebody that was hurting. And I don't know what, again, you walked in this place with today, but some of you, your heart is hurting. Some of you, you're in the hardest season of your life, and it took everything within you just to come to church today. It took every gumption that you had on the inside of you to show up at church today. And yet, I want to just tell you something. You may be walking through a season of wilderness, a season of brokenness, a season of feeling like you're alone, and you might be asking, where in the world is Jesus in this? Like, where is he at? And let me just tell you where Jesus is. Scripture tells us, again, Psalm 34 says this, that the Lord, and Jesus Christ is Lord, right? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So you may be in this place, and you may be walking through a season of brokenness. I just came to tell you today, even in the middle of your brokenness, he's still showing up. Even in the middle of your hurt, he's still showing up. And the Bible says, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's the God that we serve. And I'm reminded of something that Jesus said while he was still in ministry, doing ministry uh, among people. What he said in Matthew 11, 28, he said this. Hey, hey, if you're struggling, you're carrying heavy weight, you're carrying a heavy burden. If you're feeling weary, if you're hurting, if you're broken, listen to me. Watch what Jesus says. Come to me. Jesus says, come to me. 
and I will give you rest. I don't know what you've tried. I don't know what you've tried to do in the past. I don't know what you tried to do last night. I just want to tell you that even in your brokenness, God is still showing up in the middle of it. And I just got to encourage you with that. You just got to be, you got to open your eyes and you got to look for him. You got to look for him. So that's the first thing I want to tell you about, that he shows up to a person that's hurting, that he just keeps showing up in the middle of our hurt. The next thing I want to tell you is that he just keeps showing up in the middle of our fear. In the middle of our fear. Okay, so if we just begin to continue to walk down this scripture right here, we begin to see that Jesus now shows up to the disciples. But we see that the disciples aren't these valiant warriors that are out there doing their thing. No, 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 Watch what they're doing. They're fearful and they're hiding. Watch what the Bible says. Verse number 19 says, that Sunday evening, so resurrection Sunday evening, okay, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, right? So these guys are fearful. They're, they're afraid of their life. They're thinking, oh my goodness, if they could do that to Jesus, they're coming for us next. Right? If they could do that to him and, and we're his followers, like they're coming for our heads next. And what happens is their circumstances that were going on around them dictated the faith within them. And what happens is, as they're looking at everything going on around, oh my gosh, like they just killed our ruler, they just killed our king, they just killed our leader. What are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? Well, what happens, what begins to happen in them is that fear rises, anxiety rises, worry begins to happen. And what it does is when that takes place, it drives you out of your purpose. These guys are hiding behind closed doors instead of living on fire for Jesus like Jesus had told him that he was going, he was going to let them do and ask them to do. And I just think it drives you out of your purpose. That's what fear does. It, it paralyzes you. Some of you in this room may have walked in here today and you may be paralyzed by the circumstances going on around you. That you are scared to death of what's to come. That you're scared to death of what this economy is going to do. That you're scared to death of what your job may look like. That you are fearing for your life, your family. You're fearing for all of those things. And I just got to remind some of us that even in the middle of that fear, Jesus keeps showing up. And the Bible says this, suddenly. Somebody shout suddenly. suddenly. Shout it like you mean. Somebody say suddenly. Yeah, suddenly, there Jesus is again, standing there, just showing up. He was standing there among them. Mind you, the doors are locked. They're hiding out. Guess what happens? They're hiding out, and Jesus happens to say, watch this, peace be with you. Come on, how many of y'all know if a ghost showed up in the room, you're going to have to be like, okay, I need some peace right now because they're freaking out. But Jesus wasn't a ghost. He actually just passed through the walls, came in, and guess what happened? There he is. And he says, hey, hey, peace be with you. And I love that that happens. Then watch what he says. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and in his sides. And watch what he says. They, they were just full of fear, but one encounter with Jesus, watch what happens. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. And that's what I came to remind somebody today. One encounter with the risen king can turn our fear into joy. You know why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. Because that's what he is. He's perfect love. And their fear didn't push Jesus further away. It actually drew him closer to them. So again, you may think that your hurt and your fear is pushing Jesus away or extending your arms to him when in fact he wants to be closer to you than ever. That even in the brokenness, even in that, that he's still showing up. Number three I'm going to tell you about is he's still showing up. So, so the next thing I'm going to talk to us about, in, not in our hurt, he is showing up in our hurt, he's showing up in our doubt, but, or in our fear, and he's also showing up in the middle of our doubt. That's what I want you to write down. Like, so Jesus, right then, right before this, shows up to the disciples, but what we find out is that there's one dude that's not with them. 
There's one guy that's not even hanging around anymore, and his name is Thomas. And probably, whether you've been in church for a long time or whether you've never been to church in your life, you've heard somebody called Doubting Thomas. Come on, wave at me if you've heard that little, little slogan before. Man, they're just a Doubting Thomas. Like, Thomas got one thing wrong. He doubted one time, right? And he got a terrible nickname for his whole life, right? Like, like okay, so, so we have this guy named Thomas. And what we see right here, again, is that even in the middle of our doubt, that Jesus still keeps showing up. So the Bible tells us, verse 24, chapter 20, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, or to us, doubting Thomas, come on somebody, one of the 12 disciples was not with the others when Jesus came. So when Jesus showed up to the disciples the first time, he wasn't with them. Why? You know why? Because he cashed it in. I'm done. The mission's over. We can't do anything about it. It's, I mean, I might as well go back to doing what I was doing before. I'm, I'm done. And then watch what the Bible says. It says that the disciples told him, yo, bro, listen, we saw Jesus. We saw him. Like We, we have seen the Lord. Too bad that you missed it. Come on, somebody, right? Too bad that you missed it. But watch what he says. He replies with doubt. He replies with that. He says, I won't believe it until I see the nail wounds in his hands and I put my fingers into them and then I place my hand into the womb, or into the wound, not the womb, that would be weird. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you got to just, and by the way, really quick, like I am the real pastor. There's not an older guy coming out next week. I just want to let everybody know, okay? And I said, yes, okay. Can we edit that out? That would be great. All right, sure. Oh, I'm sweating or is it just me? Oh, Okay. <laughs> Place my hand into the wound, I don't know where y'all are going with that, in his, in his side, okay? And uh, here's what I know is that this is actually how doubters feel, right? Think about it really quick. You ever doubted something? You ever been a skeptic of something? You ever kind of walked in and be like, uh, there's either something wrong with them or there's something wrong with me, right? Like, I, I don't know about this. Like, and what happens is when you doubt and when you're a skeptic, ultimately you miss out on something. And here's what I know about it that Thomas might have missed out, but your doubt won't keep Jesus from showing up. That even in the middle of that doubt, that he is not turned off by that. And Jesus loved Thomas so much that he intentionally shows up again. And I love that so much. Watch verse 26. It says, eight days later. So boy's been doubting for over a week, right? Eight days later, the disciples were all together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, somebody shout suddenly. Suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them, and he had to say it again. Hey, y'all, 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 peace be with you. Like, I'm good, it's me. And then he goes on to talk to Thomas. And I don't know about you, but if you were anything like me, I would probably have said, Thomas, hey, come here, buddy. Like, I know you've been doubting. You know how I probably would have handled it and been like, really? Thomas, really? Like, really? Come on, bro. Like, you saw everything that we did. You saw the power that I had, the storms that I calmed, the people that I healed, the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000 plus everybody else. Like, you saw all of that? Really? Come on, somebody say, really? Come on, that's how we would have responded, right? Really? Three years and you didn't even, I mean, nothing? You can't, you can't even believe it? And watch, that's not how Jesus responds. That's not how Jesus responds. Jesus shows up where he is. Watch what he says. Then he said to Thomas, hey, Thomas, listen, put your fingers here. And look at my hands. Put your hands into the wound in my side. Watch what he says. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And listen to me. When King Jesus, risen King Jesus, speaks to you, you can't help but respond back to him. And this is, I love what Thomas exclaimed. He said, my Lord and my God. That's all I need. And I've, I've seen it. 
I've experienced it. I'm watching it. And that's all I need. That's all I need is to know that you are alive. And I love that Jesus keeps showing up even in the middle of our doubt. And the last thing I want to talk to us about that John highlights actually at the very end in John chapter 21 is this guy that I think a lot of us can relate with. His name is Peter. How many of us have ever heard of the disciple Peter? Come on, wave at me. you probably heard of him. Okay, so like Peter, he told, he told Jesus, like, Jesus, I'm your ride or die. Like, I'm with you. Like, it don't matter, Jesus. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go wherever you go. You ain't got to worry about me not showing up. You ain't got to worry about me defending. Yeah, I'm going to be with you. Like, I am there. Just count on me, right? That's literally how Peter was talking to Jesus. Like, no, ain't nobody going to hurt you, Jesus. Like, you ain't going to no cross. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you. What happens is, is again, if you know anything about Peter, I, I, I kind of can relate with Peter a lot. Right? Because Peter's known as the cussing disciple. Not because I cuss a lot. Please don't hear me say that. But like, like because of the fact that on one hand, in one moment, here's Peter. He's willing to do whatever it takes for Jesus. And then on the other side, he's willing to just deny Jesus with everything that he's got. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's how I feel like my week goes. Man, there's some days that I can charge hell with a water pistol. Come on, somebody. Right? And there's some days I want to stand in the back and be like, no, 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 God, choose anybody else. I, I can't do that. And I love the interaction that Jesus has with Peter. Because as we know, the Bible tells us that Peter denied Jesus three times, right? I don't even know that guy. No, no, no. I don't know him. I don't even know who Jesus is. Don't, don't associate me with him. No, no, no. I don't even know who that guy is. And here's what I love about Jesus is that he keeps showing up even in the middle of our failure. Even in the middle of our failure. And this is what happens is, again... He's failed. Peter's denied Jesus. He said, I don't even know him. I don't even know who that guy is. And what we see is that another gospel account of Mark. If you've heard of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Mark is another eyewitness account to Jesus' life. There's a a spot there where Jesus rises from the dead, and the angel is talking to Mary, and they write this down. They say, hey, Mary, listen to me. Go and tell his disciples. And watch what the Bible says. I love that this is in there. Including who? Peter. I got to thinking, what? doesn't make sense. Peter is a disciple. Peter was a disciple. But you know what that had me thinking about? Even heaven knew the state that Peter was in in the middle of his failure. That he was saying, you know what? Even in my, my failures, God could never use me. God can never do anything with me. I'm done. And we see that what happens is if you go and read in John chapter 21, he says, you know what I'm doing? I'm going fishing. I'm done. I'm going fishing. Well, what ultimately happens is Jesus shows up on the shore, and all of a sudden they come, and they're about to have breakfast together. And what I love so much is this interaction that happens between Jesus and Peter. And so, again, I think about it. Out of all the people that Jesus could have shown up in front of after he has risen from the dead, he chose to go to those that were hurting, fearful, doubting, and in the middle of their failure. And I just may, you may find yourself in one of those sections today. But I just want to tell you that watch Jesus, even in the middle of our failure, he keeps showing up. John chapter 21, verse 15, after breakfast, Jesus asks Simon Peter. He pulls him over to the side a little bit and says, Simon, Son of John, listen to me. Do you love me more than any of these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know that I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You you know I love you. Well, then take care of my sheep. 
A third time he asked Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus had asked this question, the Bible says, a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. And you know that I love you. And Jesus said, well, then feed my sheep. I want to ask this quick question really quick. How many times did he deny Jesus that he even knew Jesus? How many times? Three. Okay, how many times did he just go back and ask him how many times that he loved him? So you know what I got to thinking about? Isn't that the gospel? Isn't that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that no matter what, no matter how many times I've failed, no matter how many times I've messed up, no matter how many times I've fallen short, that Jesus just keeps showing up in the middle of failure. And what he does is he says, hey, I died on a cross for you. I've gotten out of the grave for you. And if you will just put your trust in me, you will have eternal life. If you will just put your trust in me, and watch what he says to Peter. So he takes a failure. He redeems him, and then he purposes him. Watch what he asks him to do. In verse, uh, a few verses down, I believe it's verse 19. Yes, that's what it is. Then Jesus told Peter, you know what he said? Follow me. Follow me. Come after me. Follow me. Isn't it just like Jesus to show up in the middle of our hurt and turn it into healing? Isn't it just like Jesus to show up in the middle of our fear and turn it into joy? Isn't it just like Jesus to show up in the middle of our doubt and turn it into belief? Isn't it just like Jesus that in the middle of our failure to redeem, to restore, to purpose, and to tell us to follow him? Isn't it just like Jesus to turn it all around for good? Come on, if we believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise in this place because listen to me the resurrection is not just an event listen the resurrection is a person and his name is Jesus and he just keeps showing up and he just keeps showing up in the middle of our failure in the middle of our hurt in the middle of our doubt in the middle of our fear and he's asking you and I the same thing that he asked Peter follow me follow me So maybe you're in here and you've never said yes to following Jesus. Today's that day. I'm glad that you're here. Just like the nine people that said, hey, I want to begin to follow Jesus in a relationship with him. In our first experience today, you have that opportunity to respond right now. So here's what I'm going to ask everybody to do all across this room. Do you mind grabbing that card one more time? We're going to move to a time of just, just time where we get to respond to the gospel today. So maybe you're here, if you don't mind, all across the room, just to, if you don't mind just taking that card that you have right there, and again, your name and information is on that one side. That's going to be completely confidential. We're not giving that to anybody, but our team right here that's going to see that. And, but here, here's your chance to respond. And again, I, I, I told you about the survey of, of what we want to do with like the, the series coming up, but I got this last survey that I want you to take today. And here's what I want you to know. It's a spiritual survey. If you're on the front row, it's underneath your seat if you want to grab that. All of us, all of these four boxes that we're going to talk about in just a second, all of us are in one of these four spiritually. And I'd love to tell, I'd love you to just take a moment just to tell me which one that you find yourself in. And so you'll see down there at the bottom, nobody looking around, this is a great moment right now for you to respond to the gospel that was preached today. There's an A, B, C, and a D, right? And on that card right there, here's, I want you to just, just take inventory of your own life. And I want you just to respond to this. A, this may be you. I already know Jesus personally. So A is I already know Jesus personally. I already have a relationship with him. If you don't mind, 
Would you mind if that's you and you have a relationship with Jesus? Would you mind just putting a, a check mark there? We'll go down through it, and I'll, I'll kind of just give you a chance to respond in just a second. You don't have to right now. B, that next line, that next box, means I want to begin a relationship with Jesus today. Maybe you walked in here, and again, you've never said yes to following Jesus. But today you want to respond to saying yes to him. You want to respond to his invitation to follow me. I'm going to ask you in a second just to put a check mark by that B. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to lead you in a prayer of repentance in a few minutes where you ask Jesus to come in your life and save you. But if that's you today, that may be your next step. That you're here, you're not here by accident, that God has you for an appointed purpose here. And man, let's, let's do some business with God. Maybe the next one is you. See, I, I want a little bit more time to consider what Jesus wants to do in my life. And listen to me, I'm so glad that you're here. Maybe you are a skeptic. Maybe you're a doubter. Maybe you say, you know what, I, I, I need a little bit more time to consider what God is doing in my life. Man, feel free to check that, that C. And listen, I'm, I'm really glad that you're here. This is a place for you. And I'm believing that if you don't make that decision to say yes to Jesus today, that two weeks from now, next Sunday, two weeks from now, a few weeks from now, man, that the, the, the word of God is going to just take root in your heart and you're going to say yes to him. But maybe today is not that day, but for some of you it is. You should check B. Some of you, hey, I want to take some time to consider Jesus and what he wants to do in my life. And, and then D, it's going to be up here on the uh, screen as well. I don't ever intend to make that decision. And I'm just going to be honest. We had some people in the first service, first experience that checked D. And listen, I'm so glad that they're here. I'm so glad that they came to this church. I'm so glad that they feel welcome in a place like this. And so here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you one minute. I want anybody looking around. I'm going to kind of bring the lights down a little bit, and we're going to get a chance to worship in just a second. But here's my thing. I want you to just respond to what God is calling you today. A, I already know Jesus personally. B, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus today. I want a little more time to consider what Jesus is doing in my life. D, I don't ever intend to make that decision. Come on, I want you to just take a minute. I'm going to give you a minute to respond. And if you chose B, we're going to lead you in a prayer in just a second, how you can say yes to a relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.